Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet, I'm joined as ever for a look ahead to this week's betting action in Scotland by Greg. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. Good, good. We're a week into the Scottish season already, not much to go on, but we've got an expert with us this week, as uh, we always are delighted to welcome Div McDonald from Pine Bovro. How's it going, Div? I'm very well, gentlemen, and uh, looking forward to seeing my team go top of the league uh, this Saturday, which is not something that I can see very often. <laughs> no, but excellent, <laughs> excellent weekend for some last weekend, Div. Yeah, really enjoyable. Uh, a lovely day out in Edinburgh, uh, festival in full flow, the sun was shining, three goals, a last minute winner right in front of the away fans, which I know Greg will attest <laughs> as a St. Johnston fan, is a glorious, glorious feeling. Uh, it was brilliant, a really good performance by us, um, great resilience to come back from well, after having surrendered a two-goal lead, but uh, yeah, it was just magic and uh, we buzz about the place. So hopefully, tough game on Saturday, but hopefully we can uh, get the points. We need to go three points clear at the top of the league, no less. Yeah, unstoppable. Uh, sets you up nicely for this weekend, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, everybody's looking forward to it. As I say, it'll be a tough game, but um, yeah, I think we're in, we're in a good place. We're playing yeah. some good stuff again, so hopefully we're in for another decent season. Yeah, as you challenge for those European places, Div. Uh, speaking of which, Greg, we've got two teams in action tonight. Hearts would be overly disappointed, I think, with a 2-1 defeat in Norway at Rosenborg. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not for everyone winning in Rosenborg. It's the only <laughs> team to manage that. However, that last, that late goal, it's a massive, massive goal for them. 2-0 down into the second leg. That's a tough ask, especially if Rosenborg grab a goal. But with 2-1, definitely got a chance of, of getting through this tie. But... They'll be looking to play a little bit better. Obviously, our man in Norway, David Weatherton, was in Norway for the match. He was in Trondheim at, at the game and obviously said hearts were pretty disappointing and it was kind of one-way traffic at, at, at times. But 2-1 and very much still in the match. Yeah, we'll get a proper debrief off of him uh, tomorrow night, probably on the Norwegian podcast, so listen out for that. And as we're recording at the moment, Hibs, they're leading 2-1 in Europe uh, against Lucerne from Switzerland. And looks like they might have a chance um, to set up that uh, Battle of Britain, I suppose. Do we still call it a Battle of Britain if it's Hibs v oh, Aston Villa? <laughs> um, against Aston Villa, so best of luck to them. Um, but we've plenty to look forward to this week. We've got a full card, as you would expect. Greg, last week we kind of played it quite um, quite safe I suppose we didn't get involved in too many but we did throw up Hearts to win at 65 which they duly did against St Johnson Yeah obviously Hearts were the bet of the weekend really um, they really should have been super nat material but it was our main bet over the weekend Hearts and they obviously won 2-0 in Perth I guess quite a comfortable 2-0 in the end I know they left it late to score the second goal but although St Johnson played relatively well and a decent enough performance very toothless in attack and that got them off to a winning start. So that was the only bet we put up on the podcast, but we had another couple of winners on, on the channel. And it's been a very good start, actually, to the season in Scotland, and Norway doing nicely as well. So we're now in full flow, and looking forward to the, the new season in Scotland, and also the business end of the season in, in Norway. Yeah, long may it continue, and it's been so good that we've drafted Div in for a wee Hollywood bet this weekend. Div, I know you've got that lined up for us later on. Always, mate. Always, you know me. Always uh, like <laughs> to, to uh, stick a couple of quid on a wee. It's not too outrageous this week. No, nah, it's not this week. It's, it's a decent shout, I think, but we'll get to that soon. Uh, Greg, 
yeah, sorry, just on last week's result, I need to say that, sorry. Yeah, um, I was just going to say there was a few shock results, a few surprise results, I suppose. The, the main shock was probably at, at Rugby Park. I, I thought it was at Easter Road, personally, but uh, no, <laughs> not, not at all. Um, I don't think anyone expected Kilmarnock to beat Rangers on, on the first day. I, I don't think anyone would have had Kilmarnock down in the coupon. So a, a serious coupon buster on, on day one. Our friend Paul Peter from McBookie will be delighted with that one. And also as well, um, East Fife, heavily backed probably over that weekend. Really fancy. of backers, I think, wouldn't they? And post favourites, Peterhead won three matches last season. I've come down to League Two, had an awful um, via play cup campaign, and they've gone to the Bayview and hammered them 3 0. So well done, Peterhead. Very disappointing from East Fife. And I guess as well, as they've said, the St Mirren result, not a surprise, but a cracking result for St Mirren, especially with Hibs doing well in Europe the, on the Thursday night. Yeah. And just probably a question for you both now. I think obviously. If Hibs, Hearts and Aberdeen all qualify for Europe, it kind of puts them in an even keel because playing Thursday, playing Thursday Sundays is tough, tough going. Yeah. It's tough, tough going for the, the European biggest sides, never mind um, sides sitting third and fourth in Scotland. So um, whoever doesn't qualify at those three, I think they've got a, a really strong chance of finishing third just on the schedule for the other sides that do make it. Yeah, do you think it took its toll on Harps last season? I kind of think Absolutely. they didn't. Kind of, but didn't really hit the slump until after they were out of Europe. I think. Yeah, I think it was afterwards. Um, probably but injuries did pile up. To be fair, didn't they? Yeah, injuries piled up. You played a lot of matches in a short space of time, and I'm going to be quite reluctant to back sides, i.e., any of the Harps, Aberdeen, and the Hibs if they get through to the next round in the group stages. It'll be hard to back them, I think, on a Sunday. Yeah. Obviously, form will dictate that as well, but it's just something to consider. Yeah, a wee bit to go before some of them make it through anyway, but uh, hopefully we can get some decent representation in Europe this season. Uh, and who knows, Dev, maybe St Mirren next season? That's a dream, mate. That's, that is a dream. Yeah, That's that the is, one thing uh, I was asked about, you know, what I thought about last season um, before this one started. And you start getting a bit kind of carried away, but it's the one thing that we would have given anything for, just more or less just to shut Greg up, to be honest, because um, that's <laughs> all he's got, really. He's, he's still got his cup double, but that's a hollow one because nobody was there to watch it, so it didn't really count. Um, but yeah, that Shots is Shots fired. Dream. Shots fired and we're only six minutes in. <laughs> that's the dream. Europe is a dream. Get, get back to Europe, because we have been there. Greg likes to think that we haven't, but we have been there. Yeah, I remember the days, the Thomas Stickrot days and Victor and guys like that. Uh, okay, that was after we'd been in Europe, to be fair, but yeah. Oh, was it? We'll, <laughs> we'll be back at some point. Yeah, I'll look forward to the invite. Um, okay, let's have a wee look at some of these games this weekend. We've got six games in the Premiership. Uh, three of them are on Sunday. Obviously, Hibs and Hearts playing Thursday night tonight, so there's games on Sunday. We've also got Aberdeen v Celtic on Sunday. But first game of the weekend we'll have a look at is Rangers v Lungs. Greg, a far from convincing start for Rangers to beat a rugby park. Uh, they limped to a 2 1 win, I suppose, over the 10 men survey on Wednesday night after a, a really good start. So I'm not saying Michael Beale's under pressure, but he's certainly got some questions to answer already in the season. He really does. I, th- I don't think you can go into the start of the new season looking to take the title of Celtic and lose your first match. Very disappointing. I don't recall Celtic or Rangers losing any of the first games over the years must be a first in a long time and they already find themselves three points behind title chasing St Mirren so it's a, a long long way to go but 
you'd have to fancy them. I think they're actually a pretty decent price on Saturday against Livingston. They're three to ten. Now, once we get into the season, probably into kind of March time, February March time in this match, you'd expect Rangers to be one to seven, one to eight, as they were last season. Same for Celtic in these sort of games. So three to ten isn't the worst of prices, to be fair. It's a Jim Dale hunt special in terms of adding them to your acre. I don't see them slipping up. Although, saying that, Livingston can be pretty chuffed with their point last weekend uh, at home to Aberdeen. Put up a pretty good performance, defensively really strong as well, and limited Aberdeen to very few chances. So, it'll be the same with the game, I'd imagine. Back, back to the wall stuff for Livingston here. Um, Rangers probably rack up some some corners, probably. 4-9 to nine to hit 7, 4-5 to five to hit 8. And Livingston, usually good for a card, but I don't see them losing two games in a row in the league. Yeah, that would be a, a crisis at Ibrox if they did lose this one on Saturday. Oh, Div. Un- unthinkable. Uh, Div, um, I was looking at the match report from the Livingston-Aberdeen game and I was taken by Barry Robson's quote after the game. He says, uh, credit to Livingston, they slowed it down. Every time he broke on a transition, they fouled us, which is fair enough, but it was hard for us to get into any sort of rhythm. And I'm guessing that's going to be David Martindale's tactic at the weekend at Ibrox as well. Yeah, I had a look at the most recent meetings at Ibrooks and Livingston have done okay. You know, that's one each, a 1-0 defeat, 2-0, we had a 3-0, 2-0, 1-0. It's all been very much backs to the wall, frustrating. You know, Livingston being Livingston, I suppose, with all due respect, you know, that there's, and there's plenty of teams go to Ibrooks and set up that way. So I think it'll be more of the same. 22 fouls last weekend against Aberdeen, which... The next highest team in the league was had 14 fouls, so it just shows you quite how cynical they were. Um, and that's fine, you know, it's part of the game. Um, you've got to mix it up and play your strengths and all that. And Livingston are a, a decent side. And they'll probably go to Ibrox and, as I say, they'll sit in and try and frustrate Rangers. And um, especially coming off the back of last weekend, Rangers will be desperate to um, to put in a good performance. So it should be, a, should be an interesting one. Yeah, I think the first, what... 10, 20 minutes is going to be crucial. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of with Greg. I, I kind of see an angle here on Rangers corners um, and probably Livingston cards. Um, Don Robertson in charge. He's not sure a huge amount of bookings, but you'd always think Livingston will be good for picking up a couple um, yeah. couple of cards. They've done it pretty much every game, I think, at Ibrox over the last five. Um, they've picked up at least two. So I don't see that being a problem. And I think Connors is always good at Rangers. I had a look at some amazing stats last season, actually. 90% of their home games had over nine and a half corners. And um, they had over five, uh, over six and a half corners, sorry, in 79% of their home games. The only uh, home games they didn't hit um, over six were against Celtic twice, which is fair enough. And then yeah. against uh, the mighty St Mirren and Ross County. But Every other game they've hit over over six, so I think that's that's kind of my tip for this one. Over six Rangers corners, over one and a half uh, Livingston cards, which is one point eight three. Yeah, Seems I think that's to me. a pretty decent approach. I think, as you say, Livingston's kind of approach to the game dictates that they probably are going to make some fouls. Also, find the Rangers midfield quite compa- combative in there as well. I think that's yep. A start where Cantwell's maybe picked yeah, up absolutely. something like six cards in his time. I don't Sorry, get the handicap on. On that match for Saturday, Livingston minus one six to four on the card handicap, and they're evens minus one on the Asian line. So money back if they win the card count by one. But as you say, Rangers aren't shy in racking up cards, especially mm-hmm. in midfield. So kind of puts you off a little bit. But you expect them to dominate the ball here. 
So yeah. I do think Lemison will win the corner, the card count by two. Yeah. One um, one small thing I noticed as well was that Shamal George got booked twice for Livingston uh, for uh, presumably time wasting against Rangers last season, and he he's he's five point oh to get a card on Saturday. So if you like a wee uh, a wee Hollywood bet on a card, then that's maybe not the worst shout. Yeah, that's a pretty decent angle as well. Um, okay, so your bet bet on this one, uh, Div, is over six and a half corners and over one and a half Levy cards. That pays one point eight three, I believe. Uh, that's right, over six and a half Rangers corners, that is, yeah. Yeah, oh, all right, yeah, sorry. Uh, OK, let's have a look at Ross County St Johnson, which I suppose we're going to have to. <laughs> Ross County actually played pretty well at Celtic Park last week, Penn Celtic in for the first period and, I don't know, somehow managed to be 3-0 down at half-time, which I thought was really unfair on them. Uh, St Johnson, I guess, Greg, as expected, lost that opener to Hearts. Any hope that they can go to Dingwall and get something this weekend? Before that, live action from Easter Road, 3-1 to Hibs. On IBs. Just scored, so 90 minutes gone, 3-1 Hibs. So That's a great result. Yeah. Really good. But yeah, last weekend, for, for Ross County especially, I, I think we thought it was a mistake with the um, the stats machine. Yeah, <laughs> corner 6-0 Ross County after 15 minutes. Um, one thing, I'll tell you what, not many clubs go to Celtic Park, hit eight corners and score two goals. Mm-hmm over the last few seasons or dozens of seasons to be fair so any side that does that gets my attention and if you kind of throw into the mix the troubles that we've got in terms of injuries new manager obviously massive turnover and a really bloated squad last season lost it all last week to Hearts there was no it wasn't a bad performance but just really lacking any with any real goal threat attack so for me Ross County here evens isn't the worst of shouts at all uh, I do think Ross County will have an alright season. They've spent enough money anyway to, to get a decent squad up there. Um, Malky McKay will dispute that. But they've got Jordan White and Eamon Brophy who will score goals. I think Jordan White scored last week, actually. Yeah, excellent header, actually. At Celtic Park. So I just think we're missing eight players who would normally start. Um, the goalkeeper last week for us, our new goalkeeper, was in terrific, terrific form last week. And I just think Ross County at home there's an angle in the kind of double chance and corners angle. Don't get me wrong, I think taking Ross County to win at twenty one to twenty is a is a is very tempting. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna back Ross County corners. And that's not just off the back of them hitting eight last week. They tend to hit some decent numbers at home, Ross County, for corners. We can see plenty. So Ross County to hit five corners and Ross County double chance pays eleven to ten. And I'm more than happy to back that for Saturday. Yeah, I'd be quite happy back in Ross County on the straight win market to have it 21-20. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were bright on, uh, against Celtic last week. And obviously, as Greg says, St Johnston are missing a lot of players and probably not in great fetto right now. Um, I didn't really fancy betting in this game, to be honest. Um, and I did notice, though, that St Johnston have scored in 11 of the last 12 visits to Dingwall. And County have scored in eight of the last ten at home at St Johnson. So if that's worth anything, both teams have scores landed in eight of the last nine games between the two and Dingwall. But nah, it's a, it's a no bet for me. I, I did actually was very surprised. Willie Collins in charge of this and he he showed no yellow cards at Command of the Rangers last uh, weekend, which I think given how the game unfolded is absolutely incredible. Yeah, isn't it? But uh, but there you go, it just shows you maybe he's turned over a new leaf. <laughs> Maybe um, the fact that he never gave a penalty as well is probably quite outstanding, <laughs> especially when the TV cameras were on. He, he yep, loves a penalty yep. in front of the cameras. Uh, I, there can be many stadiums where you can quote those stats about St Johnson scoring. Div, 
Uh, no, Paisley's probably one of them. <laughs> if, I'm, <laughs> well, if I'm being honest, okay. So, Greg, uh, your tip on this one is Ross County double chance and Ross County five or more corners at 11 to 10. We bet three six five. That's the one, yeah. Cool. Okay, Div, let's have a look at St Mirren v Dundee. Excellent win for St Mirren last season, kind of picking up where they left, sorry, last week, picking up where they left off last season. Uh, and I guess Dundee won't be too disappointed to get a point on the board last weekend uh, against Motherwell. Uh, no, I watched a, f- a fair bit of the game, actually. I watched some on Saturday because we were playing Sunday and because um, I like to get my scouting in. And um, they were they were very good. They were lively. I thought they played well. Um, and I think they'll be a bit of a handful. Um it means we've seen what they like away from home, which obviously is, is mm-hmm. a different kettle of fish. But um, yeah, I think they've, they've they've recruited a lot of new players, so it's you, you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, they've given us problems in Paisley uh, many times over the years, so I'm expecting a really close game again. I think, to be fair, most of the games against most of the teams this season are going to be very, very close. I don't see anybody getting marooned at the bottom, uh, unless it's maybe St Johnson. Um and, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I think it's a a good corner angle. We got seven at Easter Road last week, and we continue to play and three five two and and really get the ball wide. Now we've got now Connor McMenamin as well going wide. So seven uh, corners at Easter Road was good. Uh, Nineteen corners in the Dundee game at Eds Park. Um, so yeah, I'm going for corners again in this one, um, and I can quote some good stats for you in this man shit. Over three and a half corners in 14 of 16 home games last season. And we got over three and a half corners in 14 of 16 home games last season. So that's my angle here is both teams to get over three and a half corners. And I'll add in both teams to get a card because it's Colin Stephen and he's an idiot. Um, and, and so both teams to get a card as well. And that brings it up to a nice evens. So I think it's a good bet. Um, should be a feisty game. Um, we are certainly not shy and... And, and getting stuck in. I don't think Dundee will be either. So, yeah, I think that mm-hmm. looks that was not too bad. Uh, Greg, on paper, St Mirren at even money against newly promoted Dundee will probably be popular. Div doesn't seem quite so keen to back his own team um, at those kind of odds. You know, Any thoughts you yourself that, on but, this one? <laughs> oh, true. Well, yeah, in my notes, I've got St Mirren will definitely have their backers at evens. And I'm glad they're evens because they went off at 17 to 20 at the start of the week, which I thought was a bit short. So I'm pleased to see Sitman into evens, and that's a very fair price for me, and a good price. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think for me it's no bet. It's a tough game to call, but I do like Div's corners angle, and I guess you'd have to fancy Sitman at home, as you say, against a promoted team. So they'll have their backers, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's have a look at Sunday's games. We've got uh, first game is at lunchtime. It's at Pitodre. It's Celtic's visit to Aberdeen. Celtic a wee bit rusty last weekend. Also, new uh, managers come back in. Brendan Rogers. Uh, there's been a wee bit. Uh, I suppose there's a bit of squad transition going on at Celtic as well at the moment. We've seen Carol Starfield leave today, so still a wee bit of uncertainty as to who's going to be there for the, re- the remainder of the season. I think had Aberdeen won at Livingston, then there'd probably be quite a few people keen to take the 13-2 on Aberdeen. Greg, as it is, they probably didn't quite get going last week at the Tony Macaroni. Um, could certainly do a result this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, you say Rusty, I've in my notes got sluggish. They were sluggish mm. last week, but let's be honest, they still scored four goals. So yeah. not too bad when you're not playing at your, your best. And it is early in the season, yeah. It was Celtic's first competitive game last week, and, and Aberdeen's, to be fair, last week. I'm really excited about this match. I'm really keen to see how big the gap is between 
a side who you're expecting to finish in the top four, third or fourth Aberdeen, you'd expect uh, against Celtic and Rangers. So um, early in the season, always an opportunity for a shock. Celtic are a bit short for me, I think, at one to three. I think I expect them to be a little bit bigger, given the away from home against a side like they can be competing at that top end of the table later in the season. So um, nothing here for me in terms of the outright markets, but obviously, as you know, I do love a, a corner underdog. Yes. And I think we're getting some very generous odds. Aberdeen racked up, I think, eight or nine at um, Livingston at the weekend, last weekend. They often hit some decent numbers at home as well, Aberdeen. Last season, they were terrific for corners at home, Aberdeen last season. And they're, they're four to nine to hit three. I think it's very solid, and that that is that makes one half of a double straight away. And they're five to four with Skybait to hit four corners. So I'm more, I'm more than happy to back Aberdeen at home here, on home for on home soil, second game of the season to get four corners at five to four. More than happy to back that. Yeah, pretty straightforward stuff. Um, you'd think that's got a fairly decent chance. And I know you're interested in corners as well. Dev is part of your uh, bet builder. Yeah, I had, a, I had a look at this and in this calendar year, Aberdeen have hit over nine and or there's been over nine and a half match corners and nine out of ten other home games. And the only one that wasn't was the last game of the season against, um, I think it was against, no, actually, no, it wasn't. I took, can't remember who it was against, but yeah, it was a dead rubber anyway. Uh, so there's been a lot of corners since Barry Robson took charge. Um, I, I, I didn't realise that Aberdeen haven't beaten Celtic at Petodri since 2016, which is quite a, an amazing start because obviously giving them reasonable games. Um, the last few games have been close, 0-1-2-3-1-2-1-1-3-3-1-2. So they've scored goals in, in the last five of the last six. And I think they'll give Celtic problems. Um, but we've got, of course, we've got Aberdeen's gift in, in uh, Kevin Clancy taking charge of the game. So I, I do fancy over two Aberdeen corners. I think that's that's looks really good. And I, I'd chuck in a couple of Don's cards as well to bring that up to 1.8. Because um, Clancy's just ridiculous um, and I can see this being a, quite a feisty game again so yeah a couple of Don's cards over to Aberdeen Corners 1.8 yeah could be decent um, yeah Clancy does like a card doesn't he loves it mate 134 yellows in 33 games last season and 9 reds <laughs> so yeah he absolutely loves it um, he's started I mean, there's, this no, there's no point in him put, putting his cards back in his pocket yeah, 11 yellows and one red this season and I think a couple of those that was in three games and a couple of them were League Cup games so yeah he's starting as he means to go and he's, he's, he loves getting his card out so hopefully he'll do the same on Sunday Yeah and interestingly I've, I made a, a, a chat on the group chat about the, the added time as well and I just wonder how that's going to pan out over the season obviously referees have been instructed to add um, time for VAR for goal celebrations um anything else various other bits and pieces um, and I think that lends itself well to more cards more goals more corners so we'll see how that pans out over, over the coming weeks um, what was your what was the added time like at Easter Road last week I think we had five which I think was yeah, reasonable um, considering there was well there was three goals in the second half so maybe nobody was celebrating them I don't know there was a lot of subs as well so um, but yeah there, was, there wasn't really much bar stuff second half there was a VAR stop his first half for a penalty but apart from that I don't think VAR really had anything to do last week um, but yeah you'll definitely see games some games going double digits I would think Yeah, yeah. Really, good really good point especially around if you're backing a team to hit another couple of corners or match corners or even a goal to be scored in, late on in the match and if there has been a lot of VAR activity, then it definitely is worthwhile getting involved in, 
you're probably talking about an extra five, six, seven minutes towards your bet. I don't think the bookies will factor that into their price. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but definitely something worth looking out for on the end play. Okay, so just to recap on this Aberdeen Celtic game then, Greg, for you, it's just a straightforward four or more Aberdeen corners at five to four. Yeah, no thrills. Yep, and Div, a wee bet builder where it's over three Aberdeen corners and over two, sorry, over one Aberdeen cards. Over two Aberdeen corners and over 1.5 cards, yeah. Yeah, okay, which is 45. Okay, we've got the, the two sides from the capital who are playing on Sunday. Hearts, as we mentioned, uh, have been in Norway this evening. Um, they make a trip back and host Kilmarnock at the weekend. Uh, I guess that it just depends how much that trip's taken out of them. They obviously play Rosenborg next Thursday again. Um, and I'm, I don't know. Do they rest players ahead of that game? Is it that important? Or do they just want to keep the momentum going and trying to um, you know, build up some kind of points tally in the league as well as they chase down third spot? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because it is worth so much to them. Um, they probably indirectly got a benefit by a lot. Of the, I don't think any of their new players were allowed to play in Norway. They couldn't get visas or work permits or something. I can't remember. I think it must have been a visa couldn't get visas in time or something like that so none of them travelled so they'll all be fresh and ready to play on Sunday and you would think most of them will, will get some game time and I think they've recruited some quite interesting players I, I do like uh, Lowry from Rangers mm-hmm. you know you played tonight as well in, uh, in Tron time so um, but I think you look at Hearts since Stephen Naismith uh, are we allowed to say that he's in charge so I don't know if we're allowed to, but anyway since he since he since he came in from uh, Nielsen, their corners at Tynecastle have been uh, incredible. Actually, they've had uh, over nine and a half corners in eight of their ten fixtures. And and uh, since he took over on the 14th of April, their corner counting games has been 12, 13, 11, 11, 7, 11 and 13. So lots of corners. And Tynecastle, I think, is one of these grounds that just lends itself to corners. It's just tight and it just feels like a ground where you get a lot of uh, corners and Kamara can't shy of one either. So I, I quite like an over nine corners in this in this game. And again, just chuck in both teams to receive a card. For for me in Scotland, that's almost a given in any fixture. Just chuck it in just to add the add the price up a wee bit and that comes in at one point eight three as well. So I think it's a reasonable shout in this one. Yeah, as a given, except when you get Wally Collum, obviously But apart from that, it's a given. Uh, Greg Touched on Kelly, great result last weekend. What a great start for them. Three points they, they weren't banking on at all. Uh, they really limited Rangers' chances, I think, in that game, and they'll probably look to do the same against Hearts, who have got a real kind of goal threat going forward, especially in Lawrence Shankland. Yeah, it'd be an interesting match this one. Kilmarnock have got a terrific record at Tynecastle. The Kelly faithful love going to Tynecastle. They've won five of their last six there. And I think Hearts have only won once in the last eight meetings between the sides. So certainly not a side that Hearts enjoy playing against and factor in tonight's performance and trip to Norway, not ideal. But I, I don't think they're going to rest players on Sunday. I think they'll play their strongest side. I think they have to. Uh, they've got a decent enough squad there. But Kilmarnock have recruited well in the, in the window. I think they'll be all right this season, Kilmarnock. I really do. 8-11 Hearts were today. Now 5-6. to six. Hmm. The five to six is a bit more backable than the eight to eleven, yeah. uh, but as I said at the start of the podcast, I'm a bit nervous in backing teams this early in the season after playing away from home in Europe on the Thursday night. So I'm, yes. I'm setting this match out for me, it's, especially at those prices. Yeah, 
You were talking about Kelly and how well they've recruited. Obviously, last season, a big issue was was on the road, Greg. Um, so that's maybe factored into why Hearts opened up so short. Yeah, possibly, yeah. I think as well, maybe tonight's result as well is maybe giving people a bit of hope that Kilmarnock will go there at 72 yeah. um, and grab a win. Five to six in Hearts, you have to say, it isn't the worst of prices, but it's there's enough on this weekend to leave it out. Yeah. Okay. So, Dev, you do have a bet in this one. It is over nine corners. Is that nine match corners? Nine match corners, and both teams to receive a card. Yeah. Both teams to receive a card. It's just over 45 again. Yep. Uh, last but not least, we've got Motherwell v Hibs, the much maligned Theo Bear scored for the well last weekend. <laughs> Greg, does that equal his whole goals tally for St Johnson? It, it does indeed. Yes. Um, so. It was written in the stars, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, we, we thought stars, it was. I must admit, I wasn't expecting to start last weekend no, right. at all. I wasn't expecting to start at all. I thought he'd be a squad player from Motherwell. But he started and he scored a well-taken goal. Yeah, fairly decent finish, goal. wasn't it? At Dens, I think Motherwell will be happy enough to get a point on the board early on. But the bookies have got no idea about this match. 13-8 mm-hmm. for Hibs, 13-8 for Motherwell, 12-5 for the, for the draw. I, I think... I wouldn't still get this under here but for me it's a really tough game to call in terms of the wind draw win market uh, really tough obviously Hibs playing tonight a really good win tonight and as I said on Twitter today two massive massive games for Lee Johnson tonight and on on Sunday if Hibs had lost tonight and lost against Motherwell they'd, they'd be see- looking for blood I think Greg, I think we're going to be saying this about Lee Johnson for. But what did I say last week? Just... I, said, I said it again tonight. <laughs> he always gets a result when he needs one. Yeah. Yeah. And he got one tonight. So well done to Hebs and well done to Lee Johnson. But as I said, he does get a result when required. Uh, they want to go into the season two games played, two defeats. That's for sure. But they yeah. should take confidence from tonight's result. And I think they've got a pretty decent squad, Hebs. They spent a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of options on the bench. Good in attack. Scored a lot of goals. But. As we all know, they're defensively fail. So, probably an angle on, on the goals market, but I'll, I'll pass you over to the Div. <laughs> yeah, Div, that, that might go for Hibs, but it's a, a much uh, stronger complexion, I suppose, on the tie that they're going to face next Thursday. Um, you still think I'm probably going to have to score over there, uh, which they're more than capable of doing. We discussed before the podcast that they're probably going to score and concede goals in equal measure this season. Yeah, I think that's let's be fair, it's an absolutely terrific result tonight. Nobody really expected them to to matter a, a really good win over the, the Swiss team that finished fourth in the Swiss Super League last season. So really good win. And as Greg says, I think Johnson needed that. Um they're just a bit of a riot just now, you know, that's nineteen goals now in their four games this season. Um both teams have scored in every game, spent over two and a half goals in every game. They just they don't seem to be able to defend cross balls, which I think is a real problem, especially when you're playing a team like Motherwell, who will probably hit a lot of cross balls in. Um, I think that's one of their strengths. Um, they, they go for a lot of corners, a lot of crosses into the box, that sort of thing. So, and the Hibs just cannot deal with it. Um, they couldn't do it against St Mern. They, I saw it again tonight. They lost another goal from a corner. They're really poor defensively, and I don't see that changing for Sunday. But they will score goals. The, the, the new boy up front looked good, scored on his debut tonight. Johan's really good. I think Doidge has still got something in the tank. They've, they've just got Josh Campbell, loads and loads of attacking threat. Um, and you look at this, it just screams goals this game. Motherwell have scored in every home game since Stuart Kettlewell took charge. Hibs have scored in eight of the last nine away games in the Premier, Premiership. Over two and a half goals has landed four of the five uh, meetings at Fur Park. 
it's just it screams goals to me, and to get evens for over two and a half goals, when you can almost be certain that both teams will score, I think it's a good, yeah. good, uh, good price. Yeah, I think that's a very decent show. Greg, I'm furiously scrolling through Bet365 to see if I can get odds on Theo Bear to score a header based on what <laughs> Div's just said. I'll tell you what, one thing he won't score is a header. I can assure you that. <laughs> you, you heard it here first. Right, we can be sure he's now going to score a header on Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, he'll save, it, he'll save it for St Johnson, no doubt, don't worry. <laughs> that, that's the way it goes. Uh, OK, yeah, can't disagree with that. I think uh, goals look on the cards here, so that's even money for over two and a half, and that game's at three o'clock on Sunday. Uh, let's dive into the Championship, Div. We'll start with your uh, ACA. Last season, probably around about this stage, we discussed how tight that league was going to be, and it absolutely was. <laughs> we, when you flagged up the potential for five draws of any given weekend, I don't think it landed. Uh, I think maybe we got three one weekend, not sure we quite got to four. Uh, but this bet that you've got this weekend has all the hallmarks of what you might be uh, doing tactically this season in the Championship. Yeah, I've, I've kind of read it in a wee bit. The draws is... That's uh, <laughs> you know, it is going to drop once in a blue moon, but uh, I've been waiting in a blue moon a, a while, so... I'm going with a bet that landed last weekend, so that's, that's better. So I'm going with both teams to score. And uh, Airdrie Thistle, Air United Inverness, Dundee United Inferman and Wraith Morton. So I'm only leaving out Queen's Park via Broth because I don't think our Broth are very good at the moment. Um, so I think that's reasonable if you look at all those games. I think Airdrie will just score and concede, the same as he did last season. Air seem to be a bit of a... Uh, shambles at the moment and as are Inverness so I fully expect both teams there to score I think Dunfermline will have a good season and Dundee United looked really good last weekend so again mm-hmm. not un- unreasonable to expect both of them to score and I think Morton and Wraith both looked really good last week as well so you get 9-1 to one on those four teams uh, or those eight teams sorry all to score which I think is a reasonable bet um, so I'm going to be having a couple of quid on that yeah, it gives you a wee bit of interest. I think uh, Thistle as well, the four goals in their game last week, four goals in Morton's game last week. Thistle, I think, was Thistle two up? Yes, Thistle were two up, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Lost, lost so a it, couple of late goals as well, so still <laughs> still got that hanging over them. Um, every as, as every single team scored except a bros and every game went over two and a half goals last weekend. So yeah. um, I think the championship was crazy. A bit late in telling us that. What's that? You're a bit late in telling us that. Sure, oh, yeah. that last, last Thursday would have been nice, but um, yeah. So it's what 10 to, 10 to one for a repeat. Uh, nine to one, nine to one, nine to one. Yeah. So yeah, I think okay. uh, I think that's got a wee chance. That's worth a quid in anybody's money. Um, Greg, you have singled out one game for a bet in the championship this weekend. Yes, I have. Uh, Dungeon United at home to Dunfermline. United got off to the the best start possible last week. They'll be disappointed not to have added to their goal tally from the first half and the second half, but to be 4-0 up by half-time is a terrific start to the season, especially every match they'll play in United, there's a bit of pressure on them. The biggest team in that league, they'll be a, a team to beat, I think, as we said at the start of the podcast last week, and I think they'll get over the line. How well they'll do that, I'm not sure yet, but they firmly came up last season from winning League One. I just think we'll see goals here. I think United mm-hmm. have Capable of scoring three goals themselves in this match, but I think there is point. It is a, it is a league. We'll see a lot of both teams to score in, and that bodes well for me for goals, especially with United coming into this at home off the back of a great win last week and over 2.5 goals pace 17 to 20, which I think is worth backing as well. Yeah. Was that a wee bit bigger earlier in the week? Was that I think, any I think it was shorter than during the week, actually. I think it was three was or four. It, so during the week, it's a bit more value then. 
Yeah, so I, I think that's worth backing. I do think United will score at least twice, and every chance yeah. they've a pretty decent pre-season and cup campaign. So every chance they'll get the score sheet as well. And they yeah. came back, I think one 0 down at home to Airdrie to win that two one as well. So should be a good game. Yeah, be interesting to see if the United can can string two good wins uh, together in a row. And I think, as I said, Div Thistle will be really disappointed with how things ended uh, for her last weekend. They will be, but they'll be a lot more disappointed with how things finished last season when they were three nil up with twenty minutes yeah. to go. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's going to take them a while to recover from um, if they if they recover this season. I don't know, but. Um, I think that'll be a cracking game actually, Airdrie Thistle. Um, I think Airdrie have shown that they're going to be competitive. I know they lost last week uh, to Fairland, but I think they'll score plenty of goals at home. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I think there'll be there'll be plenty of goals in the championship this season as usual. Yeah, I would have liked to get on Queen's Park, but they're just a wee bit too short at 8 to 11. Greg, eh, they obviously started with a good win up in Inverness, or both, as we touched on, heavily beaten by the United. I was just hoping Queen's Park might be near or even money, but not to be. Yeah, 3 to 4, sorry, not 3 to 4, 8 to 11 for the, for the home win. I, I think our both are really going to struggle this season. Struggled badly last season. And they're definitely going to be in that kind of bottom two places this season. Eight to eleven is a little bit short. I do agree. You're definitely looking towards the five to six, ten to eleven mark at least. But a terrific result for Queen's Park last week. Really yeah. good on nice. So yeah, I'd imagine yeah. we'll get three points on the board here. And a really tough game at Ray Three Morton. Morton obviously are doing brilliant under Doug Emery. But yeah. as I said at the start of the season, I'm expecting good things from Wraith this season. They'll be delighted to have come back at Fur Hill, a really tough away match, and claim a draw. So, yeah, there's no easy games in the Championship. There's no easy games to call, but as Div said and you said, I think goals are definitely going to be the way to go this season in the Championship. Yeah. Okay, so just to recap in the Championship, then we've got both teams to score. Four-team ACA, four-match ACA. Uh, so that's all the games except Queen's Park v Broth, and that's Div's 9-1 to one shot this weekend. And for Greg, it's just a straightforward over two and a half goals uh, at Dundee United v Dunfermline. Let's have a look at League One. Uh, last week, Greg, we highlighted uh, Stirling Albion, who delivered day 1-1-0, one, one, uh, and they're away to Alwa this weekend. Kind of keen at the 11-5, maybe? Well, I, I would have been had Alloa gone to Queen of the South and beat them 4-3. Yeah, so good result for them. Yeah, yeah really good. I think they've had panic attacks last week uh, when he saw Alloa's record down at Dumfries and took them out of his uh, buying bottle treble. <laughs> <laughs> and well, well done for doing that. Very well done. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's, it it's still doesn't do me any good. <laughs> I only got one out of three right last week, but uh, but yeah, the record down there is tremendous. Um, but I seen our fans during uh, last Sunday tweeting me going, "Where on earth did we get four goals from? Because we were so bad in the League Cup." So it just shows you football is is nuts. Yeah, but as you say, Greg, a good a good start for Alawa. Yeah, terrific start. And this is a match you'd expect them to win at home at evens, but Sterling will come up. And they're not here to make up the numbers still in Albion, so 11-5 for them, uh, again, it's a, a match best left alone for me. To be fair, a lot of the results, a lot of the games this weekend are best left alone. Yeah. Very early but, in the season, uh, and I think for some of the games are really easy decisions just to leave it, and that's probably one of them. Yeah, and I think Kelty uh, Omi Hamilton has that written all over it as well. Good win for Kelty last week at Montrose and Hamilton getting off to a winning start, as we probably thought they would against Cove, who we think might struggle again in, in League One. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think this league, for the fixtures this weekend, it's, it's really difficult. There's only, what, one side odds on, and that's Hamilton. You've got nine other sides odds against, and that kind of tells its own story. Even Aaron Montrose is a is a kind of 50-50 bet really in this match. One match, though, that I've missed, and I don't often miss an early price in Scottish football. We're usually all over it on a Sunday-Monday. But I was away for a few days this week and I've absolutely missed the boat on Falkirk. And I think, Dev, you mentioned this in the, in the group chat as well at the start of the week. You're getting 15-8 to 8 for Falkirk to win away at Cove at the weekend. But now 11-10. to 10. So it just goes to show how important it is to get your bets on early at the start of the week yeah. and to find that early value. 11-10 to 10 for me now. I do think Cove will win this. Sorry, I do think Falkirk will win this match. But it's obviously disappointing when you know it's 15 to 8 and you're only getting 11 to 10. Yeah. Dev, did you get some 15 to 8? Did you take it? Yeah, I've got a, week, a couple of quid on it. Um, I think, as Greg says, yeah, just over evens is a bit more realistic. I thought hmm. 3.1, because you know I'm a decimal boy, 3.1 on Monday just looked absurd to me. Um, Falkirk look in good shape as far as I can see, but you never really want to say that about Falkirk, but yeah. they do look in good shape. Uh, Cove in their own patch are probably quite a difficult nut to crack but I'd still expect Falkirk to have too much and they're certainly not a 3.1 shout that's for sure Yeah uh, Okay off the back of that um, 4-3 match last weekend Div with Queen of the South you're going in on goals in their game again this weekend I, I think Queen of the South are just an absolute gift I, I, I had a look at their records since Marvin Bartley went in there it's been goal crazy they've had 36 goals scored in the last 8 games in League 1 the last eight games, home and away, have all gone over two and a half goals. Uh, obviously, they started last week with a 4-3 home defeat. Uh, and if you look at last season against Edinburgh, they played them five times and they scored 3-1, 3, one, three four, and 4 um, mm-hmm. in those games. So, I think 4-5 on over two and a half goals, because Edinburgh City aren't shy of a goal here or there either. I think that's 4-5 for over two and a half goals looks really good. I think Queen of, uh, Queen of South are just going to be a bit of a riot this season and I'm hoping the goals just keep continue to flow yeah it's, it's hard to find a bet in this league so yeah as you say it's hard to argue with those Queen of the South stats um, anything catching your eye in League One Greg? No just a poker bet and I, I'm well behind Div here on this yeah. batch of goals and the, the delighted to see Edinburgh City uh, the board remove the shambles of an FC Edinburgh Great season back to Edinburgh City because I, I said last season I'm not calling them FC Edinburgh I'll always be Edinburgh City so we're well done the board yeah maybe listen to the podcast who knows <laughs> uh, okay we'll recap all the bets before we get to the end of the podcast but let's have a wee look at League 2 um, we've got a couple of bets in League 2 Greg uh, Forfar at home to Elgin is one that you fancy despite the fact that Forfar drew blank against Steny last weekend yeah I think Steny on other side you're going to be kind of you expect to be kind of up there challenging at the end of the season. So, not the worst of results. I just think it's going to be a long, sluggish campaign for Elgin. They've lost Keane Hester, they've lost quite a few players, and I think everyone from the dog is expecting Elgin to finish at the bottom of League Two this season. I just felt the even money for for at the time is worth taking on. They're not even money now, though. They're 3-4 to, four to, right. to win this match. So, they've been backed in so far, and I'd probably expect them to go off a little bit shorter and three to four eh, come Saturday. But they've had a pretty decent campaign. They had that whole circus around Ray McKinnon leaving. That all 
got cancelled, I think, for some reason, and he was back in charge. But Forfar had a pretty decent League Cup campaign. And I just feel even money at home to Elgin's too big to ignore. Yeah, it's a fair shout. Uh, also in League 2, Div, uh, you quite like... I mean, this is a league that didn't have many goals last weekend, Div, but you're quite keen on some goals that's from Arnie's Fife. Yeah, I just... East Fife kind of was a, was a real shocker last week. Um, Sonar have been good at home um, uh, since Scott Agnew took over. They've only lost one of the last six at home, um, and they've scored they scored twice in both games against East Fife last season uh, down in Stranraer. Uh, albeit East Fife did beat them eight nil Bayview in April, mm. so uh, uh, two two point five goals has been went over that in four of the last five meetings down there. So. I'm, I'm edging on the side of caution a wee bit and going just over one and a half match goals, but with Stranraer double chance, I really think Stranraer at home are a, a tough nut to crack. And I think he's five after last week. I've lost all confidence in them already. So over one and a half match goals and Stranraer double chance, 1.95. And that's Greg's, yeah. uh, Greg's ch- uh, tutoring me. That's, uh, I've never really been a fan of double chance, um, but this is me being in the edge of caution. Over one and yeah, that's understandable. I mean, Str- Flags from that up a few times at home in the last couple of seasons. They're always pretty strong at home. Uh, Greg, that result for Peter Head is about the cat amongst the pigeons a wee bit for punters, I think, hasn't it? It really has, isn't it? They were so bad last season, Peter Head. Uh, I don't think they've done much in the way of transfers during the summertime, but they're 5-4 at home to Stenhouse Muir. 9-5 for the wayside, so it's probably a bit of value maybe here in Stenhouse Muir. Yeah, we don't, it's, yeah. it's far too early in the season to say it. Obviously, it's only match day two. So, but that's Denny. You, you'd not expect Denny to be 95 match day two a week to no. get ahead this time last week. So, there's maybe a bit, a bit of value in that way, in there, or, or double chance for, for that matter. Yeah, it's just hard to know if last week's result was a bit of a, a freak result because Peterhead didn't do much in the League Cup campaign uh, group stages either, did they? No, they're, they're absolutely awful. And mm. he's five performed really well in the League Cup stages. So, it's a, it's a, it's a strange one, but. Time will tell, and obviously once we get into kind of match day five, six, seven, it'll become yeah. a little bit clearer. But yeah, there's there's lots to look at this weekend. But for me, there's a well, there's a lot of games best left alone. But I think we've got enough across the four leagues to get our teeth stuck into. Yeah, we'll get a re- recap of those just now. Um, anything else in League Two before we wrap up? No, for me, no. I think it's going to be a tough one this season, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, looks like it. Uh, okay, let's recap some of those bets for the weekend. Then start with yourself, Greg. So starting on Saturday, um, Ross County at home to St Johnston, and I'm taking Ross County double chance and over 4.5 Ross County corners at 11 to 10. And in the Premiership still moving into Sunday, Aberdeen at home to Celtic in the Lunstein kickoff, and I'm taking Aberdeen over 3.5 match corners at 5 to 4 with Skybet. Into league, into the Championship, sorry, Dungeon United at home to Dunfermline on Saturday. Over 2.5 match goals is 17 to 20. And finally, from League Two, Forfar at home to Elgin. And I'm taking Forfar to win at even money. Yeah. And I hope listeners have got their pen and paper that are ready for Div's <laughs> tips this weekend. There's quite a few to get through. Let's let's have them done. A few, yeah. Don't bet them all. Gamble responsibly. I think that's the shout. Yes. Um, I certainly won't be backing them all. But anyway, uh, uh, starting at uh, Rangers Livingston, um, bet builder over six Rangers corners and over one and a half Livingston cards. It's 1.83. Um, St. Murphy Dundee, both teams over three and a half corners and both teams to get a card is even money. 
Uh, Hearts v Kilmarnock over nine match corners in both teams to receive a card, 1.83. Motherwell Hibs uh, straight over two and a half goals at evens. Then in the Championship, four both teams to score ACA. Airdrie, games at Airdrie, United, Dundee United and Wraith. That pays nine to one. And then in League One, Edinburgh City v Queen of the South over two and a half goals, 1.8. And then finally in League Two, Stranari's Fife, Stranari, double chance and over one and a half match goals, 1.95. Good stuff. There must be at least one winner in there for you, Dave. Well, you would like to think so, yeah. We just, just need to pick which one it is. As long as uh, it's the 21 shout. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that would be a great start to the season. Uh, okay, good stuff. Um, now don't forget, you can join uh, Greg's channel. Uh, you can find out all the details on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And there's still an offer there, Greg, where you can get your first month for half price. Yeah, we do that every season at the start of August. We offer your first month's uh, access to the channel for half price. And we're also doing a special season book offer as well, so you get the full season for the price of nine. Yeah, and that'll take you right up to the, I guess, European Championships next season, which we'll look forward to as well. So, yeah, yeah. plenty happening in the next 12 months if you want to take advantage of that 12 uh, for nine offer. And, of course, you can follow Div and his tremendous Scottish football patter on Pi and Bovro. It's uh, at Pi and Bov on Twitter. Do we call it Twitter on X? Whatever it is. I think it's just these X. Days. Yeah, I think it's and of course, you can join the forums there at pieandbovro.com. So make sure you head on over there for your Scottish football fix. Uh, that's us for this weekend. Uh, all the best for your bets this weekend, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. And all the best. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. All the best, guys. Cheers.